Yo, what up? Welcome back to another episode of the show. It's your boy, Shep Gore. Appreciate y'all for returning for another another episode of this podcast. Hope y'all are doing well. Today is Friday, July 16th. Like I said, bro, um, second half of the year. Weather's heating up. Much is happening. Restrictions are lifting wherever you are in the world. Have, have everything hopefully y'all are outside gyms are open um i hope y'all are doing good man i know they're trying to get us they're trying to get us on this on all this extra extra delta stuff like but nah you know what i mean like the the floodgates is open we're not going back in size son so but hopefully y'all are staying safe and and uh i know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world right now European countries, a lot of them got different things going on. I mean, even here in the States, things is crazy. But like I said, not letting any of that get to us. This will be a respite from all the wild stuff in the world. But a quick recap before I get into what I really wanted to talk about today in terms of testosterone. But uh, last week, you know, it was UFC 264 or 5, right? Basically, post, uh, y'all know by now that Conor McGregor. Dustin Poirier fight main card it was a great card. Um, McGregor messed up his foot, broke his tibia, fibula, fibula type. You know what I mean? He he. What what everybody believes? DP was saying after the fight that he thought it was, you know, he thought it was. Uh, he thought it was. Give me one second. He thought it was. He thought that he checked the kick. And then Connor broke his foot on a on the kick that he checked, but upon further inspection, it looked like Connor teeped teeped or front kicked Poirier's elbow, right? And if you don't know, the elbow is honestly the elbow is a really good defensive tool because it's so it's such a number one it's an awkward position like if you try to kick if you try to kick the body and then your elbow's right here. Right when when you're in, when you're in a like you say you're in orthodox and your opponent's in in a southpaw and I kick let's say I'm in southpaw right and I kick you and you're standing orthodox I kick you with my rear leg and your elbow's right here right you you don't even have to do too much you could just like boom you know or just bring your hand down a little bit right but the elbows are really really good defensive tool even punches even if someone's punching you at the head and you cover up like this you know what I mean. Um, or you turn a little bit so they get your the meat of your forearm or the elbow. It's a real, real good defensive tool. Really sharp, right? It's going straight bone right there. And if Connor if Connor teeped that or his ankle hit that, then it may have caused a fracture. And then after when he, you know, when he when he threw the cross, obviously it, his ankle gave way. But all that aside, look, a lot of the Connor stands are gonna be like, yo. Uh, he that the way it ended you know you can't really it's kind of like it's kind of like the masvidal versus diaz fight for the bmf title right it didn't go as long but it's the same thing bro like he was getting beat you know like i personally don't need to see i even after the fight i wasn't like oh they need to run it back because the, the doctor stopped the fight like masvidal was whooping nate you know what i mean he put a beating on him he it was not even close it was not remotely close you know what i'm saying and that's how i feel about the if you being honest, that was the, that was the Poirier McGregor fight. It was not close. 
at all. McGregor came out throwing his spin kicks, and that's cool. He was pressuring uh, Poirier, that's cool. But he was losing on the striking, and then he was really losing on the ground. And it was just the beginning of the end, you know? Like, it would have gone to the second, third round max, max. But honestly, the way he got it, he already got it on the ground in the first round. And it wasn't via takedown. Remember, Connor was talking all that mess about how, oh, the first one, first one to shoot is a, is a little mark. You know what I'm saying? And he, and, and Connor, because he's, his defense, honestly, also, another thing, too, is when you see him, now that he's fighting somebody who's a southpaw, you see his defense, his defense is, is, it needs a lot of work because it wasn't Poirier who shot and then that's how they got on the ground. Connor was, was not able to keep Poirier at bay and then, you know, he basically like pulled guard, tried to go for a guillotine, you know what I'm saying? Which is dumb, but uh, Poirier's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but all that aside, it just goes to show that when the situation gets tough, when, when things get hot, you know, he, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. He, he he can't clinch. He goes he goes on the ground, tries to guillotine a dude who's a black belt. Like you have no, you know, you're you're not a on on Poirier's level grappling. And then you'd be on bottom position, so you're giving up superior position. It's just not. It's just a bunch of a bunch of uh, mistakes that he made. And it just goes to show, like if he he blows his load, and then after that he's he's got nothing else. You know, he's got nothing else. And he was doing all that emotional. He was just very emotional. All the press talk. Uh, the, the press conference, all the talking, it was just, it was too much. You know what I mean? It was obvious that he was getting emotional, that that uh, he was trying to hype himself up, trying to create this this aura, like trying to make things worse than they were, just talking a lot of mess, just being, just doing way too much. Me, I was just like, he was way too much. And I, don't, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it was disrespectful, it was classless. For me, it was just, he was just being extra. He was just doing way too, he was trying way too hard to force something that wasn't there, you know? And I think that if he and Poirier fight another 100 times, Poirier's got his number, bro. Poirier's counter-striking is... He doesn't have the same explosive power as, as McGregor, but his, his, he's smart, you know what I mean? And he's got... He, he knows how to implement a good strategy as well. So on the feet, he, he's got that check hook, right? Because he's, uh, he's in southpaw, but his right hand, right? He's got his check hook, boom, right? Connor's got his, his overhand left, his, or his cross, but Poirier, Poirier's hook, his check hook, his lead hook is there. You know what I mean? And he knows how to time it. He knows how to time it for when uh, McGregor throws his his punches. So he's uh, he's a lot more. I think he's a lot more skilled on the feet than people give him credit for. I think they just they just look at McGregor and then they're in awe. Like they just want to watch the McGregor like do his thing. You know what I'm saying? But if they pay attention to Poirier, they see that he is he is uh, he's just as skilled, if not more skilled. Like he has more he has more in the pocket striking. Like he's just better. He's a better. He's a more complete martial artist, right? Mixed martial artist. His boxing is more, I think, complete, right? McGregor has a good left hand and, and, and it's sharp, but it's crisp. But in terms of the whole package, in terms of just scrapping as well as being able to go for 25 minutes or 15 minutes if they have to, McGregor's going to blow his load every time and Poirier's going to sit him down every time, in my opinion. But that that's just me. You know, again, all the stands are going to be like, yo, you got to run that back. I mean, you can, you know, just pay him a, pay, uh, pay Poirier again, you know what I mean? Like, he'll take that check, but he's he's fighting for the belt next, and if they want to keep doing the McGregor fights, they can. Like I said, it's an easy check. Honestly, it's an easy check. And every single time that he that they fight, this is what y'all don't understand, too, because y'all are just so on McGregor's nuts, 
But every single time that he fights McGregor, he's getting more and more confident in the cage against all the 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 talking and the press and the fans. He's getting more and more experience dealing with the the the, the show that is McGregor, the show that he tries to put on. The fans talk like getting behind him and booing him. Every single time he fights McGregor, he gets more and more comfortable with that, even if it's just by a couple points, a couple percentage points, every single time. Right. That's why I knew this was such a it was such a foregone conclusion that he would win because after the second fight, being able to do it after all that, you know what I mean? Oh, McGregor's coming back and blah blah blah, and you know, before, just on the second fight, it was like if he could do it, this if he could put him down, if he could fight as well as he did and deal with all the press and pressure and and the noise as well as he did on the second fight, it's only going to be even better on the third fight. So if they want to run a fourth, they can run a fourth, and I'm telling you, y'all are. Because you're, I mean, again, most most people, most fans of MMA are casual fans, so they don't understand. They just they just see oh McGregor, blah, you know what I mean? Like they just want to see him fight, but they're not really they don't understand strategy or tactics or skills or anything like that. They just want to see McGregor, you know, which is cool. But they're also they're all idiots, you know what I mean? Like they don't understand. Like when you when you when he gets right down to it, and you put these two in a cage and they go skill for skill. Uh, I think Poirier takes it every single time. But anyway, man, that's it. Other other than the fights, <clears throat> or I should say, other than that fight card, the next one, which isn't, it's not the next one, but but there's confirmation that UFC 266 fight card is going to have the return of Nick Diaz fighting against Robbie Lawler in UFC 266. They're going to face off in a, in a five-round uh, fight that, that's that'll be the third fight on the card it's not the main or the co-main it's the fight under the co under the co-main but it'll be for five rounds kind of like the new leon edwards nate diaz uh fight so that'll be cool because because uh you know nick's always nick, nick nick's cardio is has always been has always been uh on point you know what i mean and that'll be in vegas it's that was supposed to be jan blahovich and glover Teixeira, but uh, I, that's not who it is. Uh, the article I read said it's going to be Volkanovski defending his title against Brian Ortega, and then the co-main event is supposed to be uh, Valentina Shevchenko and Lauren Murphy. So, so that'll be <clears throat> that'll be that card. And up until but up until then, this Saturday we got which is tomorrow we have Islam Makachev versus versus Tiago Moises. That'll be on at the apex, you know, uh, Makachev, who I think is is a savage, you know, uh, probably probably better judo than than Nurmagomedov, same level of grappling, or maybe maybe a little bit less le less wrestling, freestyle wrestling. He's not as maybe he's not as aggressive, he's not as aggressive as Khabib, right? But his skill level is is on par. Khabib's probably better, right, in terms of just wrestling, like freestyle wrestling, double legs and whatnot. Uh, Makachev, I think, has better judo than Khabib, and he's a southpaw, and I think he has better striking. I think he's a better, I think he's, he has, he, I think he's a better striking. But yeah, man, I think that these dudes that they don't want it with him. Shouts to Moises for taking this fight because I think a lot of people, I don't even know where he's ranked, but I think a lot of people uh, are just like, yeah, I'm not. That's that's what it is. When you have these run streaks, you get to this point, kind of like Ryan Hall, right? On that on that fight card, Ryan Hall fought Ilya Tapuria. And that was his first fight in how many years? You know, because they're like, oh, I'm not fighting against this dude when he do his 50-50 and leg locks and all that. 
you know. But the superior guy's like, nah, I don't care, man. I'll, I'll scrap with him, you know, and goes in and then smashes him. I think two rounds or first round. I, th I think it was the second round, right? And shouts to him because that was that was a great. His strategy was great too, like just pressure him. Like Hall will throw spinning back kicks and then he'll try to go for a roll, and that's pretty much his entire game, uh, which is interesting. But I think that when you're when you're up against a grappler like that, dude, like the best thing you're gonna do is try to defend the takedown and impress him. Press them. Like, if you know that they want to do the scrapping, you got to just defend that. Defend it. Defend it with your life. And then press them. Press them on the feet. Press them on the feet. Don't worry about kicks a whole lot because they're going to grab that leg and that'll they can transition to a single leg. But just press them. Press them on the feet. But, um, but yeah, this fight is tomorrow, man. Islam Makachev. He's ranked number nine. And then Moises is ranked number 14. Right? And Jeremy Stevens. There are other fights in the card. Really, I'm not, I'm not even... I'm not even... Uh, I don't care about any of these other fights, so I'm just being real with you. But the the main event of that fight card, Islam versus Thiago Moises, it'll be a good fight. It'll be a good card. And, well, at, at least it'll be a good fight. But anyway, man. Um, yeah, I'm looking at their stats right now. Islam takes very little damage. 0.77 strikes absorbed per minute. Versus Moises is 3.2 absorbed per minute. Uh, his defense is much better. He just, he doesn't get hit. You know, he does not get hit. Takedown, 3.46. Takedowns on average per 15 minutes. Accuracy, 68%. to Thiago's 50%. Takedown defense is 93%. I think he got taken down once on his... Uh, there's a free fight on YouTube with him and uh, Armin Saryukian. And that was like the only time he got taken down. I think so his defense is at 93% but yeah he's too much bro he's too much and uh I look forward to the fight but other than that off the off the off the MMA stuff so what I wanted to talk about was uh so I was listening to this podcast that uh Joe Rogan podcast and he had Dr. Andrew Huberman on the podcast and Andrew Huberman he's a neuroscientist at a I think Stanford University and he, he was on the podcast, and he's been on the podcast before, and Lex Friedman podcast, and he has his own. And he's a smart dude, smart dude, right, neuroscientist, so all about the brain and stuff. But he was talking about testosterone and uh, some studies and a couple of supplements that, that they're showing, natural supplements that are showing to improve, you know, uh, testosterone. Um, now, here's the thing, right? When you get into talk about testosterone in terms of supplementation, there's a lot of BS out there. There's nothing, there's nothing that... Uh, is very legitimate, right? Especially when you're talking about just supplements, right? Something that you can take, like a not not orals, like a trend or a, you know Winstrol, uh, not like that. I'm talking supplements that you could just buy off from from any uh, GNC or you could buy online, right? Those two, I'm not even talking about salt. I'm just talking about regular supplements that might have corny go weed or maca in it. And maca is actually not bad, but the point is that typically testosterone supplements are really just like libido pills you know like they're they're pills to get you to get you you know what i mean like they're they're for libido like that's what they're that's what they're good for at least they're not really going to improve your testosterone the only thing that'll do something like that'll be you know trt you know like actual like testosterone sipionate or something like that or um you know like uh exogenous test hormone replacement you know what i'm saying so when it comes to the so supplements there's not a whole lot 
to be desired in terms of res the results. But uh, Huberman, he was talking about this new, uh, it's not super new, but Tongat Ali, which is a plant from Asia. There's always Asian plants, but basically the studies are showing that it's promising in terms of improving the testosterone. And, uh, you know, as a, as a guy who studies this stuff, I mean, y'all can go look at different, uh, you can go look, you can go check it out for yourself on like places like examine.com where you can check the studies and validity of certain ingredients, like all types of supplements. You can go to examine.com and just look at the studies that are associated with them. And basically if this stuff is legit, you know, if what, what the effects are and all that. He was talking to Rogan about it. That's like, they were actually like a good, you know, uh, that is pretty effective as far as natural supplementation goes in terms of raising your testosterone. Right. And I thought that was interesting because like i said it's very hard to get something that's very that's natural that's going to make any significant impact i haven't had any experience with tonga ali i haven't used it i haven't tried it um i don't know people different people have different opinions on testosterone to be honest and this is what i wanted to get really get into in my opinion testosterone is the fountain of youth it is the it is one of the most important significant molecules hormones in the world and i think that in terms of just uh, your health as a male, your energy level, your your sex drive, your your ability to uh, you know increase your muscle mass through training, your ability to recover faster, right? Um, I think it's absolutely tremendous. I also believe that because of how good it is, and because it's primarily a male uh, sex hormone, and it's not for like. It's there's not like like women women on their and their womenists they're all like oh we're, we want to be like the men but they're not out taking testosterone like men right testosterone is typically reserved for 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 the most part for males so I feel like because of that there's not going to be a whole lot of talk on it because it's like we don't care about men right but I believe testosterone to be the fountain of youth I, I think it's super important I think it's even more important as you get older um, you know testosterone decreases by what a percent every year after age thirty on average right so. So even by the time you turn 30, I'm, I'm 26. So in the next four years, my T is supposed to be going down, which is crazy to believe because, you know, like uh, it just seems early, but everybody's different. You know, you go and you get tested and you'll see whether, you know, what your levels are. And I highly recommend if you're a man watching this, that you go to your doctor and you get checkups and uh, you get your T levels checked, that you're doing everything that you got to do, sleep, you know, um, taking supplementing with zinc, um, magnesium, whatever, you know, but just making sure that you sleep and exercise, right, are probably the two biggest things that you can to make sure you have your testosterone is healthy, you know, lifting weights, any type of explosive, high intensity training, sprints, bag work, right, today I went to the gym, they were closed, but I was supposed to be doing bag work today on the heavy bag, um, but anything that's any type of high intensity exercise, like sprints or lifting weights, will be great for the testosterone eating meats right everybody has their own different diets that they follow but sleep is the biggest one making sure that you're getting enough healthy sleep because that's when all the magic happens in terms of hormone secretion and calorie burning and all that stuff right but anyway go check out that episode of dr huberman on joe rogan podcast uh, i know it's annoying that he's on spotify it's weird. i i for me personally i can just speak for myself but I just, I haven't been listening to Joe Rogan as much since he's gone over to Spotify. And I have Spotify. I just haven't been able to do it. You know, like I'm on YouTube most of the time. So for him to not, for him to no longer be on YouTube, it's just, it's like, uh, I use my, I use my Spotify for music and I do for podcasts. I do for podcasts as well, but mostly for music. And 
it's just <clears throat> it's still an adjustment almost to go to type in Joe Rogan experience on Spotify and to listen to it, you know, but that's where it's at. You know, they still put up some clips like I saw this clip from the YouTube. So, you know, it's it's smart on his part or whoever, whoever decision that it was to still upload the clips to YouTube. But anyway, man, uh, go check out that episode on Spotify and testosterone testosterone is so it's important i think that there's a like i said man there's a war the information like this will never be promoted it's not going to be it's not going to be promoted by any institution so it's your it's job it's your job to go out and search for that information right and uh i think if people really knew how much testosterone how much testosterone played in their in their daily lives in terms of their motivation their desire to uh, accomplish goals and um their energy levels their focus, right, their alertness, all these things, I think then they'd, there'd be a lot more of an effort on, in just the general public to go in fitness, right? Like, like, like you can tell people, okay, actually, here's the thing, right? Like if you want somebody, you got what are the underlying motivations for somebody, like for a male to want to look good or, or to want to increase his testosterone, right? Probably to be to, to to be more attractive to girls or to 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 get girls, right? Like, what are the underlying motivations for somebody to want to increase, like, go to the gym? You know, it's like, oh, I want to look better. It's like, why do you want to look better? Because you want to get attention from girls, right? So, so uh, wanting to increase your testosterone probably isn't the most subliminal layer, like the most uh, core reason as to why you you'd want to do it, like for and you increase energy or drive and whatnot. But I think that there's a severe lacking in terms of the core, the, the knowledge behind the effectiveness, what testosterone is and its effect. I think we take it for granted. I think we take it for granted. And I think we don't learn a whole lot about it in our uh, public education or even uh, like college education. I don't think that there's a lot of that's information that you have to go and search for yourself. You know, you take one anatomy class in high school and then maybe another one in you, t you take a biology class in college, but there's no real like effort, you know, as a man that you have to go and learn that stuff, you know, but, but I think it's very important and I think it's super underrated and, uh, it, yeah, man, I, go do your research, please. I'm telling you, I can sit here and tell you all these things, but if you don't go and do the research yourself, then you really won't believe it, but go listen to that podcast. If you want another avenue of information go listen to that podcast it's a real recent one with andrew huberman on joe rogan it's uh number 1683 right from the gre gre number 1683 but anyway man uh that's pretty much it i want to talk a little bit about testosterone i want to talk about things that are exclusive to men things that are may not be talked about as much in, in any red pill space because the focus is on dating and women and and, and getting girls or relationships with girls and less on, you know, what you can be doing as a man to optimize your life. So, but I think it's an important, I think it's an important part of the whole process and the knowledge, right? It's, it's red pill stuff is so much more than just women. You know, it's also just, it's also you as a man, you know, and how to live your best life, your healthiest life, your most uh, significant life as possible. So that's it, man. A little bit on, a little bit on testosterone and the MMA stuff, because I love MMA and I think it's getting more and more popular and, and as, as men we should be in dojos we should be doing martial arts and all that stuff but we can get into that more some other day but anyways appreciate y'all for watching man it's about 23 minutes i'm gonna cut this off right now um i'm gonna get out y'all real soon remember there's a war we are at war they don't want you to have your testosterone they don't want you to 
feel good. They don't want you to live long and strong and healthy. They don't want it, man. They don't want it. So get your tea up and keep it up. Get that sleep. Go to the gym. Take your vitamin D and uh, stay healthy because we are at war. And you, we got to be at, uh, keep your head on the swivel at all times because this war is not over. And who knows when it'll be over. But you got to stay. You got to protect yourself. So until next time, appreciate y'all. Deuces.